Hi, I'm Milana of Milana on the Path, The Path, A Journey into the Light. Welcome to my podcast series, Walking Love in Fifth Dimension. We continue this series with Part 6, entitled Loving the Mind and Spirit. As we continue to explore the role that self-responsibility plays in defining our relationship with ourselves, it becomes clear that it is our job to interact with and support the different aspects of our beings. In Walking Love in Fifth Dimension Part 5, we took a close look at the body and its requirements for optimum health. Now, we must expand our awareness and understanding to include the remaining two aspects, both of which have a major influence and impact on who we are and on the quality of our lives, the mind and the spirit. It's a powerful step to undertake the care and maintenance of our own beings and to become intimately involved in their ways and needs. Opening up and establishing lines of communication with the self facilitates an active and ongoing exchange between us and our parts and pieces. To know thyself is to love thyself, literally. There's an organic harmony and mutuality that exists between our different aspects and their relationship with us. Moving forward on our journey with loving the self, we begin to glimpse the complex nature of our human reality and how we must grow and expand our concept of who we really are in order to embrace a deeper truth about ourselves. Listen, enjoy, and learn. Another level, another aspect of ourselves is our minds. Our minds have had a really, really interesting journey. Our minds have really had a hard time of it. Our minds were given the job of supporting us when our hearts shut down because of the illness. So everyone who's gone through the work knows that, right? That was really basic 101 information, that our hearts shut down. And when our hearts shut down, our minds then um, took over the responsibility of navigating. Now, that's one part of it, okay? And that might have been half okay, except for the fact that also what was happening was that the mind got to be the most important aspect of a person. Now, if the mind had been left alone to just cover for the heart, it might have been able to pull that off. But then to have to be the one, and the mind has been the one, to have to take on the responsibility of being brilliant, being profound, being all-knowing. So it had to show up in the arena of intelligence and intellect, school, that whole thing, and also navigate a person in a life. That is a lot of work. And that are, those are two completely different arenas of activity. So it's not a wonder that the mind has not done well 
hasn't served us well in terms of navigating us. Consequently, what we've had to deal with with our minds now as we go through this healing process is how to, how to deal with the shift of our minds from fear to love. How do we love our minds through this shift? How do we allow our minds to heal? A large part of that work gets done in conjunction with the heart because the heart is the aspect of the self that shut down and had the mind take over. So the heart has a role to play in healing the mind. It does. And it knows it. And it is doing that. Okay? But you also have a role to play in healing your mind. And again, I ask you, what's your relationship with your mind like these days? What are your conversations like? Do you have conversations with your mind? How's your mind doing? What's it saying? How's it feeling? How is its shift from fear to love moving? Do you know these things about your mind? When is the last time you've had a talk with your mind? One thing we know about the mind left to its own device, it kind of runs amok. It really needs some interaction to keep it focused. Do you interact with your mind or do you let it run amok? When the mind runs amok, we pay for it because it's usually the thing that throws us off balance. It's usually the things that gets that keeps us off our center is when the mind basically is saying, well, you know what, if nobody's paying any attention and nobody's calling any shots, I will just carry on. And the mind does. But there is the conscious you. There is the one who is responsible. There is the one that can intercede and say, thank you, that's enough. Why don't we do something different? Why don't we plan a different activity? You know? Why don't we focus on something else? How often do we intercede and assist our minds in moving more gently towards love? Do we still argue with our minds? Are we pissed off? Are we blaming and sometimes rageful? Our minds got injured in the illness. They did. And so our minds need to be loved. They need to be loved by us. They need to be understood they need to know that somebody's in charge and they're not because the minds were brought along to believe that they were in charge and part of their distress is learning that they're not and part of our jobs is being able to help them get over that and through it but it takes our conscious self being very firm in our belief that that is so all of this is going to require you to be stronger in your own knowing about you and that's where it all cycles back to what is your relationship to yourself? What do you believe? What do you believe? Do you really believe in love? Do you really believe that love is this most powerful energy in the universe? Do you believe that love works? Do you believe that love will hold you? What is your relationship with love? It is always going to boil down to that because it's you that call the shots. It's your conscious self that can make or not your reality a healed one, one that's in the process of healing or one that is continually trying to get there. 
It's going to be up to you. Your conscious self defines that. It's like being on, as some people say, your J-O-B, being on the job of you. And I'm going to go through these. I'm going to go through the soul. Um, and I'm going through these rather briefly, but I want to give you a conceptual idea of what it is we're speaking about. How's your souls doing? How are your souls doing lately? You know, you've been talking to them. How do you talk to your soul? And what's the difference between talking to your soul and your, talking to your mind? And then how does your body talk to you? I mean, they all talk and they all have different voices. Do you know what your soul sounds like? Do you know how to feed, nurture, support your soul? I don't know. When I ask that question, when I ask about the soul, I just see all this blank space, you know? And I'm not saying that you all are blank. When I look at it, I'm just seeing a lot of blank spaces. And that's all I'm calling it, you know? But, okay, so your soul speaks to you through your feelings, okay? So we know that your feelings are the voice of your soul. Big mega clue. Your feelings are the voice of your soul. So we've got it down that that's how your soul communicates, okay? How do you take care of your soul? How does one take care of a soul? What does a soul require in terms of nourishment and attention? Does the soul need attention, or does it just sort of take care of you and everybody? And, and I just find these very fascinating questions. You know, one of the things that I realized is that, to be honest with you, I have been honest with you. I'm not just starting to be honest with you. Because I don't want anybody saying, Milana, caught, yeah, no, I'm all, I'm really being honest with you. This is one of those things that you say a lead-in phrase. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I cannot, no, I really can't believe, it's just this thing that I do. And then I just, I go off and then I go back and it's like it's not there. It just says move. Okay, so I wanted to be honest with you and I need to figure out what I was going to be honest about. Yeah, but not quite those. I had changed something. See, being a Gemini, I shift. I went somewhere else. I know that's the logical place. I went somewhere else with that. It's about the parts. It's about the, the all of you. And there was something I wanted to say in relationship to how we relate to who we are or the necessity of for doing so. And I'm completely blank. Okay, so let's go back to the soul. That's some place to be. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Look, here's the deal. Bottom line, each aspect of the self needs attention on a daily basis. Daily. Not once a week. Not when I think about it. Not oops. But daily. All of your aspects need attention. I call it keeping all of your balls in the air. Okay? Every day you need to address and deal with, have a interaction with your body, update yourself. And that includes what you feed it, and that includes exercising it. Exercise is not optional, folks, just so that you know. It isn't, oh God, I feel so good because now I'm exercising. Well, well you should. It's about being alive, movement, that kind of movement. It's not optional. 
exercise isn't something that you get to say, I'll think about it. Oh, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Your body needs to move. It needs to move because it helps circulate all of not only its fluids, but the energy. It must move. We talk so much and complain so much about being stuck or things not moving. Well, guess what? Our bodies need to move. Life moves. We stick it. We make things stuck because we are not in the organic flow of beingness. And one of the places of flow in relationship to a body is it needs to move. It just does. When it doesn't, everything stagnates and a kind of standstill occurs. And things kind of linger and things kind of set in a certain way that isn't balanced, isn't organically healthy. So it's real important for us to realize that our bodies need to move. You want movement in your life, you want to feel life move through you, move your body. That will give you that sensation. It is important to have the sensation of life moving through you. It reminds us we are alive. Move your body, you'll have that sensation. A lot of what we complain about, we have a lot of power to deal, to do something about it. And that's one of the things. We do not have to feel lifeless if we move our body. And it isn't because you're going to be looking good in your, you know, cute little shorts and tank tops. You know, third dimension has you believing you do all of that because you're going to be fine, you're going to be a fox and blah, blah, blah. has nothing to do with it because your face may break out at the same time that you're like pumping up. I know, okay? I know it don't all work in tandem so I get to be this foxy lady. I know it works in real time. And regardless of whether or not I'm cute, my body needs to move. And so that was one of my little things I had to go through over the last week was why do I have pimples and I am working so hard on my body? (laughs) So that's some personal experience, okay? It isn't about looks. It is about what is really happening with you. Your mind... Your mind needs some new information. See, the reason I'm going to tell you something, one of the reasons I got so into using subliminal tapes was for that reason. Because the mind got new information. It got fed something new. It got fed positive instruction. It got to replace all of that. All of that garbage that has been so droned, and that's like the word. It's like Roaned into our minds all of our lives from parents, from teachers, from the television and the radio and the people on the street and the advertising and the magazine articles and the newspapers, drone, drone, drone. And our minds are so incredible. They just like, they just pick this stuff up, calculate, calculate, make reality, make reality, belief system, belief system. Boom, 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 boom. The mind is amazing. It's a computer like no other computer that exists. The mind needs some new information to feed on. It re- They really do new ideas. The truth. Make your own tape and then listen to it. If you don't trust other people's and you think subliminal tapes are whatever, 
put on some nice music in the background if that's your desire and talk to yourself, talk to your mind and then listen back at that. When you're washing dishes or when you're working out to move that body, listen to your, I think it would be very powerful to do your own and listen to your own instructions to your mind about coming into love. I bet each one of you could make a really amazing tape for yourself about you, specifically designed and tailored for how you are so that your mind can begin to say, okay, we're a team. Tell your mind, we're a team here. And talk to your mind. I know what it's been like for you. Your mind is alive. Anything that can take information and does what it does with it, you know it's got to be something's going on with it. It's alive. It is really alive. Talk to it. Feed it. Nurture it. Cheer it on. Say, yes, we can do this. Yes, you can heal. Your mind, the body has a thing, you know. The body knows that it can heal. The body knows that it can do its thing. Your mind, your mind has had mixed signals, over-responsibility, responsible for a territory it could not navigate. Your mind has had a hard time. Your mind was made the one and then fell off the pedestal, got kicked off the pedestal. You know, it's like, it really could use you giving it some time and some love. It really could. And last but not least, the place of blank spots, the soul. You know what? This morning it came to me. It's funny because people have been trying to tell me to meditate for years. Uh, I, just, I could do it, but... I could do it because I knew that there was value in it, but I could not tell you what the value was. I could tell you what they said it was, but if you ask me, well, did you experience that? Sometimes it's gotten better over the years. This has been a a long, long journey of this relationship with meditating. And I couldn't figure out what was my issue. I I can get this. I know that I can get this. And I know that there's a reason that has to do with the soul that one does this, meditating thing. And then today, what hit me is meditation is like prayer. It's like chanting. And what these things afford you, and this is what hit me today, not all those things, but this, that when you meditate, when you chant, when you do those things, you get to spend some uninterrupted time in love. And that's what they afford you. That you get to sit uninterrupted, unmessed with just some clear, focused time, breathing in love. Letting the soul just has what feeds and nurtures it the most. It's just absolute, pure love. That is why in meditation it's about calming the mind, just really focusing like on your breathing to really just, and the whole point of it is to just clear the stage, get rid of all the props, and let love just come forth and have your soul bathe in what feeds it so that it can feed you. And that is what I know to be true about what the soul needs. It needs some time with you. It needs time to be with you alone, quiet, you and your soul in love. And when you do that, 
because your spirit is love. It needs to be constantly replenished of its own essence. And when we do that, it what it does, of course, because all your parts are so in love with each other, what it does is that it sends forth love to all of your other aspects. It feeds you love. It feeds your body love. It feeds your mind love. It feeds your whole being love. When you sit in conscious relationship with your soul in love, your soul nurtures itself and then it feeds everybody, all the other aspects of you. That needs to happen on a daily basis. You need to be fed. Your soul needs to be fed. And we're talking to maximize and optimize our ability to be the best that we can be. Because anything other than that is less than who we are. Been there, done that. That doesn't work for us. Being less than who we are does not work for us. We can't build a life. We can't build a world. We can't have relationships. We can't raise children. We can't do anything without being in full relationship to the truth of who we are, our whole selves. And if those things become your priority, the rest of your life will beautifully design itself in relationship to those. Because the I don't have the time, don't even try to go there. Doing that every day will create as much time as you need for everything else that you have to do. Because in truth, that's where your time comes from. That's what your ability to show up comes from. That's where your ability to go the long haul every day comes from, is that place that you're pulling on for that energy. And it's a place that, for most people, they don't give back. They take and they don't give back. And not only are you not in your optimum place, you're depleting yourself. And then you're in a dynamic of being at odds with you. It is important that we take care of ourselves and who we are. 